August 29. Thank you, Heavenly Father God. We ask you to be with us. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to open our hearts, our minds. We ask you, Jesus, to anoint our works. And Lord, we ask you to use us as conduits, Lord. Lord, we're just, Lord, demonstrators and journalists of your word. We tell others about it enthusiastically, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, with signs and wonders that you're with us, Lord God, confirming our work with signs and wonders, Lord. We ask you, Father God, for demonstrations of your purpose in our lives, Lord, that you would bless us indeed and with power, wisdom, and love, Lord, that you will enlarge our ministry, our territory, Amen. Lord God. We will influence others, Lord, for yours to seek you. And Lord, we thank you that your hand is upon us. You keep us from evil by the blood of your Son. And God grants us what we're asking. Thank you, God, for granting us in this earth. And the earth knows it very well that my daddy is rich, that our daddy is rich. And we are rich today, and we are good in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, Job chapter 31, verse 1 to 33. <clears throat> I, Job, made a covenant with my eyes, and not to look with lust at a young woman. For what has God, God, cho for what has God above chosen for us? What is our inheritance from the Almighty on high? Is, isn't it calamity for the wicked and misfortune for those who do evil? Doesn't he see everything I do and every step I take? Have I lied to anyone or deceived anyone? Let God weigh me on the scales of justice, for he knows my integrity. If I have strayed from his pathway, or if my heart has lusted for what my, what my eyes have seen, what my eyes have seen, or if I'm guilty of any other sin, then let someone else eat the crops I have planted. Let all that I have planted be uprooted. If my heart has been seduced by a woman, or if I have lusted for my neighbor's wife, then let my wife belong to another man. Let other men sleep with her, for lust is a shameful sin, a crime that should be punished. It's a fire that burns all the way to hell. <clears throat> It would wipe out everything I own. If I had been unfair to my male or female servants when they brought their complaints to me, how could I face God? What could I say when he questioned me? For God created both me and my servants. He created us both in the womb. Have I refused to help the poor or crush the hopes of, a, of widows? Have I been stingy with my food and refused to... Share it with orphans? No. From childhood I have cared for orphans like a father. And all my life I have been cared for. I care for widows. All my life I have cared for widows. Whenever I saw the homeless without clothes, all the needy, or and the needy with nothing to wear, they did not praise me for providing wool clothing to keep them warm. If I raised my hand against an orphan, knowing the judges would take my side, then my shoulder be wrenched out of place. Let my arm be torn from its socket. That would be better than facing God's judgment. For if the majesty of God opposes me, who, what hope is there? Have I put my trust in money or felt secure because of my gold? 
Have I gloated about my wealth and all that I own? Have I looked at the sun shining in the skies or the moon walking down its silver pathway and been secretly enticed in my heart to throw kisses at them in worship? If so, I should be punished by the judges, for I would, for it would mean I had denied God of heaven. Have I, have I ever rejoiced when disaster struck my enemies or become excited when harm came out their way? No, I have never sinned by cursing anyone or by asking for revenge. My servants have never said, He let others go hungry. I have never turned away from, turned away a stranger but have opened my doors to everyone. Have I tried to hide my sins like other people do, concealing my guilt in my heart? Have I feared the crowd or the contempt of the masses? so that I kept quiet and stayed indoors? If, any, if only someone would listen to me, look, I will sign my name to my defense. Let the Almighty answer me. Let my accuser write out the charges against me. I would face the accusations, accusation proudly. I would wear it like a crown, for I would tell him exactly what I have done. I would, have be, I would come before him like a prince. If my land accuses me and all my furrows cry out together, or if I've stolen its crops or murdered its owners, then let thistles grow on the land, on that land instead of wheat, and weeds instead of barley. <clears throat> Job's words are ended. Okay, so Job's three friends refused to reply further to him because he kept insisting on his innocence. Then Elihu, son of Barakel, the Buzzite of the clan of Ram became angry. He was angry because Job refused to admit that he had sinned and that God was right in punishing him. He was also angry with Job's three friends, for they made God appear to be wrong by their inability to answer his arguments. Okay. Um, Elihu had waited for the others to speak to Job because they were older than he. But when he saw that they had no further reply, he spoke out angrily. Elihu, son of Barakel, the Buzzite, said, I am young and you are old, so I held back from telling you what I think. I thought those who are older should speak, for, for wisdom comes with age. But there's a spirit within people the breath of the Almighty within them that makes them intelligent. Sometimes the elders are not wise. Sometimes the aged do not understand justice. So listen to me and let me tell you what I think. I have waited all this time, listening very carefully to your arguments, listening to you grope for words. I have listened, but not one of you has refuted Job or answered his arguments. And don't tell me he's too wise for us. Only God can convince him. If Job had been arguing with me, I would not answer with your kind of logic. You sit there baffled with nothing more to say. Should I continue to wait now that you are silent? Must I also remain silent? No, I will say my peace. I will speak my mind, for I am full of pent-up words, and the spirit within me urges me on. I am like a cask of wine without a vent. 
like a new wineskin ready to burst. I must speak to find relief. So let me give my answers. I won't play favorites or try to flatter anyone. For if I tried, flattering my creator would soon destroy me. <clears throat> Listen to my <clears throat> words, Job. <clears throat> Pay attention to what I have to say. Now that I've begun to speak, let me continue. I speak with all sincerity. I speak the truth. For the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Answer me if you can. Make your case and take your stand. Look, you and I both belong to God. I too was formed from clay, so you don't need to be afraid of me. I won't come down hard on you. You have spoken in my hearing, and I have heard your very words. You said, I am pure, I am without sin. I am innocent, I have no guilt. God is picking a quarrel with me, and he considers me his enemy. He puts my feet in the stocks and watches my every move. But you are wrong, and I will show you why. For God is greater than any human being, so why are you bringing a charge against him? Why do, say he does not respond to people's complaints? For God, I love this. For God speaks again and again through people, though people do not recognize it. He speaks in dreams, in visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on people, as they lie in their beds. He whispers in their ears and terrifies them with warnings. He makes them turn from doing wrong. He keeps them from pride. He protects them from the grave, from crossing over the river of death. Or God disciplines people with pain on their sick beds, with ceaseless aching in their bones. They lose their appetite for even the most delicious food. Their flesh wastes away and their bones stick out. They're, they are at death's door. The angels of death wait for them. But if an angel from heaven appears, a special messenger to intercede for a person and declare what declare that he's upright he will be gracious and say rescue him from the grave for i have found a ransom for his life then his body will become as healthy as a child's firm and youthful again amen when he prays to god he will be accepted and god will receive him with joy and restore him to good standing he will declare to his friends, I sinned and twisted the truth, but it was not worth it. God rescued me from the grave, and now my life is filled with light. Yes, God does these things again and again for people. He rescues them from the grave so they may enjoy the light of his life, light of life. Mark this well, Job. Listen to me, for I have more to say. But if you have anything to say, go ahead, speak. For I am anxious to see you justified. But if not, then listen to me. Keep silent and I will teach you wisdom. Amen. There was a kid. This, this yes, was a, a younger kid. one. Amazing, huh? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, he speaks a lot of truth. Yes. Just going backward, uh, there was a five-year-old kid who says that he died and went to heaven. and he came back, his, his dad told him... Uh, he told his dad that on this side we have life, on that side we have light. You know, and right here on verse 30, he said, He rescues them from the grave so they may enjoy the light of life. Amen. Beautiful. Enjoy the light of yeah. life, which is 
our God, you know, being with Him. Mm -hmm. Talks a lot about resurrection, Jesus. Then the body will become as healthy as a child, firm and youthful again. Amen. When he prays to God, he will Amen. be accepted when he asks, and God will receive him with joy. Amen. And restore him with good standing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And again, the word justified, it just rang out a cow's bell to me. Yeah. Uh, justified is, uh, you know, we, we go before the court in heaven and Amen. Jesus justifies us. Amen. The Father declares us uh, free, Amen. you know. Uh -huh. Amen. We are just, you know, we don't have to justify ourselves because he's, that's the problem with unraveling my mind. Right. In so many years, thinking, mm -hmm. trying to justify myself and uh -huh. my actions, uh -huh. when Jesus, you know, he's, he's already, already done it. it. Yeah. So, you know, again, uh -huh. Jesus has justified me. I have to take my position, and then the, the, the provisions come. I take my position by faith in Christ Jesus, that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Amen, Jesus. Amen, that's right. That I am well, I am good. And eventually, turning on the TV, someone will pray for my shoulder, pray for my leg. And I just, my job is to believe, to fix myself in believing and having faith and hope. Amen. And keep that, keep it alive, strong. Yeah. Because it, it does fall out. You know, if we don't mm -hmm. climb the mountain, right. we right. lose what we learned right. yesterday. What did Pastor Prince just teach us? You have to, it's your understanding where it says in the scripture that you are already complete. You, Our problem is understanding that. Believe. I don't understand it all the way. Right. You know, it's com what is completeness to you? Healthy? Healthy, provision, Wealthy favor. Wealthy and wise. Um, anointing. Influential. Yeah. Helping the poor. poor. Helping, the helping others the overcome orphans, what they don't know. Clothing the, the naked. Mm -hmm. You know, the lambs and of course we can God will bring us people that qualify for this state. Or being friends to them, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, like Raffaella. She, she's even though she wasn't with her husband for years, he passed away. She's been alone. Yeah. She uh, qualifies for yes. a widow and for yes. help. Uh huh. You know, so we have to pull their teeth and get them to uh, right. find out where they're at and see what we can do for them, and not put load more things on them. Well, you got to memorize it. Like yeah. We did last time. Yeah. You know. Right. Anyway, um, I'd like to read this uh, before I, I set you free. We'll okay. go ahead and go through your notes. It says, Today's okay. Job 3313 says, Being informed brings a sense of security. Being informed. It's natural to want to know what's happening in our lives. Job wants to know what was going on and why he was suffering in previous chapters. We sense his frustration. Elihu claimed to have the answer for Job's biggest question. Why doesn't God tell me what is happening? Elihu told Job that God was trying to answer him, but Job was not listening. Yeah, Elihu misjudged God on this point. If God were to answer all our questions, we would not be adequately tested. What if God had said, Job, Satan's going to test you and afflict you, but in the end, you'll be healed and get everything back. Job's greatest test was not the pain. It, it was knowing why he was suffering. Mm. Our greatest test may be that we must trust God's goodness, even though we don't understand. There it is, obedience, praising Him for the problems. 
why our lives are going a certain way. We must learn to trust in God who is good and not in the goodness of life. The goodness of life, that's very good. The goodness of life is an evidence that God is good. So, you know, there again, God gives automatic merit of trust and belief. That's why when Jesus came, he was astonished at people's unbelief. Right. Because, you know, the sun comes up, the water's available, children grow unaffected. Fresh air. They beautifully grow with their right. eyes and, you know, complete. You know, 99% kids grow healthy. That tells you that God is good. God is great, yeah. And and there's there's no, even though there's a curse, you can hardly see it. Yeah. You can hardly see it in nature and so forth. Yeah, it's amazing how much people don't appreciate that God's creation. And every day when you rise up, the sun comes up. When you go down, you know, it goes down and the moon comes it's beautiful. out. Beautiful. Five in the morning yeah. is beautiful and five in the afternoon yeah. is beautiful. And just or even to go out at night and even if you don't believe and you see the stars and how intricately they are out there and how many they are out there. It's just, it's a massive, massive belief, right? And, and to wake up and say, wow, thank you, Lord, I have some clean water this morning. So uh, God <laughs> is asking us through the test, give us the benefit of the doubt. Give me the benefit of the doubt by being yes. obedient Ooh, beautiful. and praising me. Okay, God, that's a test. Giving God the benefit, benefit of, the of the doubt, doubt that He's not taking care of us. He's not looking afterwards. Uh, we, you know, we could have opened the door, but you know that can fix really easy with repenting and asking God for the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse us and set us straight, uh, and uh, He'll He'll restore us again real quickly. Yeah. His mercy is it says it's like the heavens. Yeah. Um so give him the benefit of the doubt. Amen. And just so thank him. Give, that's the test. Give me the benefit yeah, of the, the doubt, doubt and and I will reward you for you hanging in there while the winds were blowing and things were coming at you. Mm. Amen. Isn't that something? Wow. And it's not even half you know, half just know that I'm with you. I'm there. I'm not gonna leave you alone in this problem. You know. Um, I liked in the beginning I underlined something here in the very beginning and number well it's number two probably in 32 I'm some numbers well, I'll just read it to you it says um, he was also angry with Job's three friends okay he's talking about Elihu for they made God appear to be wrong by their inability to answer Job's arguments. So those three friends of him, Elihu, got mad because they projected God wrong. Just because he wasn't getting an answer to, to the arguments they were presenting. Um, and it's almost like at, at the beginning you, you hear Job defending himself a lot. You know, what's what's our natural instinct as human beings to defend ourselves? I didn't do that, right? You know, someone else starts something up with you and you know you didn't do it. You, it's natural tendency to defend yourself just the way I was with my sister. You know, I would defend and defend until 2 o'clock in the morning and text and just fight that enemy. And I really, I'm not to do that. I'm to give God the ability to handle my problem. Position, you've been justified already. Yeah. The of God Take care of it, Lord. So, this is not my battle. The battle is the Lord's, right? Your so now, job is to praise Him and believe Him that right. everything... So, so now, but 
so that's good. So then, um, and move down to, um, let's see, uh, go down to 33.4, I believe. Um, so he still um, defends himself. He says, you have spoken in my hearing and I have heard your every your very words. You said, I'm pure, I'm without sin, I'm innocent, I have no guilt. God is picking a quarrel with me. See, he, his, his, again, his perception of God is, is that God is trying to make something bad to him. He's trying to bring on all this stuff. And he keeps saying, you know, um, you're picking a quarrel with me. You're fighting with me, God. And um, God, you know, thinks I'm his enemy. That's not the truth. Um Okay, why does he okay? Okay, one of the best verses in this book of Job, which I love, is in 34 says, For God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. You know, different ways through people, through music, through billboards, through the book of the word, through, you know, a child even. Uh, th through friends, through through an AA circle, through you know he's constantly speaking to us. But Matt, it says the Bible what, says. What verse is that? Baby? That's in number uh, thirty uh, fourteen, thirty three fourteen. Um, so man does not perceive what the Lord is trying to say. So sometimes when you're going through a situation or a trial, what happens is you feel like you're not hearing from God, but God is. Surrounding you with Amen. answers. Amen. And then the second verse. And the second one says, uh, "15." Okay, 15. He's. Oh, this is this is the one I love. This is he speaks in dreams, okay, in visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds, and um, that's really a cool way for God to speak. I think it's one of the coolest ways, and that's why. He, we value the dreams that he's speaking in the dreams to learn to seek out what he's speaking because he's giving us ideas he give he's giving solutions he's he's letting you know in an area where you are not you know where you're missing the mark but in in such a way that you you really does speak to your heart um and and so he said he whispers in their ears and terrifies them with warning sound the warnings are to warn you to pray uh -huh. and um, intercede for others. Um, you know, and that's why I, I value taking my journal and writing out my dreams. So I, God has a thing going on in the dream, so you can identify what's He saying. What do I need to do? Uh, I'm recalled that there was a season a few months back where I was getting a lot of dreams about storms and winds. And it was all, you know, it was all happening. I think it was just prophetically confirming what the prophets were saying about the winds of change coming because I wasn't terrified in the dreams. And there was lots of tornadoes and strong winds in these dreams. But um, I could see God telling me something. And in one of the dreams, he gave me Psalm 91. Pray Psalm 91. You know, and I need to be more obedient to the intercession opportunities that are given to me you in are. my dreams. Um, okay, so it says, um, he makes them turn from wrong. He keeps them from pride. What did we hear yesterday? That pride was such a huge thing that causes bondage, right? Ego. Yeah. Yeah. 
And Amen. I love that. He protects them from the grave. Look what he does for us. From crossing over to the river of death. Now, this is a truth that this guy's speaking. This is Yeah, th- to me, this is truth. This is truth, you know, the way God works. You know, he, he's spoken to me many times in my dreams and, mm-hmm. and averted uh, uh, freeways and situations that were coming up or what to pray for so you can avoid yeah. disaster. Amen. He's also whispered in my ear, mm-hmm. you know, to do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, to move lanes, get out of the way of a cow right. that was Amen. on the freeway. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, he is ever merciful, ever so kind, ever so grateful, ever so wise, ever so helpful and caring for us. But we have to zone into that channel. Yeah. You know, um, another translation says that um, he seals the instruction that he's giving you. So sometimes you wake up and you cannot remember the dream, but it's already sealed. So that's a good thing. That's so important that you have to mm-hmm. stay hooked up to that fourth dimension, yeah. you know, spiritual world. Uh-huh. But then he gives you some amazing dreams with such clarity that that is, uh, encourages you, you know, to yeah. keep fighting the good fight of faith, even though, you know, he's showing you in the heavens the strategies of your faith, and it just comes alive in the dream. And that's, that's you know, I found lately I haven't been receiving as many prophetic dreams, but because I haven't been asking as much I know when I say Lord speak to me give me the strategies from heaven I see clearly things going on and I, I it's just a season I'm in right now I, I will receive good revelation for my dreams um, amen okay can but, I read my but, second Corinthians now wait can I just this is my closure okay pastor Anna okay so um, I like this this is but if an angel Okay, so then he goes in to talk about the sick beds and God disciplines people. That's not a truth. Okay. It could be. We don't know. You know, uh, if, if, God op- if God, we say that these are basic uh, principles for truth, or God disciplines people with pain on their sick bed, with ceases aching. Uh, Okay, well, it says right here that you could be wrong, right? But that's, if that's I mean, wrong, then the other one could be wrong, too. Then Isaiah 53, 5 is not true. Okay. Okay. So, um, but, that's the thing but I, I'm just saying he's, I'm setting you up here, just okay. not to dispute. But, okay, so that's his opinion, Elihu's. Now, but it says, but if an angel from heaven appears a special messenger to intercede for a person and declare that he's upright... Okay, he he will be gracious and say, rescue him from the grave, for I have found a ransom for his life. Then his body will become as healthy as a child, firm and youthful again. And when he prays to God, he'll be accepted. When I receive Jesus Christ, I'm accepted in the kingdom that moment. Um, and God will receive him with joy and restore him to good standing. But what I want to point out here is that it says a ransom. Jesus paid a ransom for us to have the healing. So, um, yeah, they're born again. Look yeah. Look at 28. Yeah. Uh, so, 26. Yeah, he would. De- uh, God rescued me from the grave, and now my life is filled with light. That's, that's so, a born again thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so Jesus is my ransom. He paid everything for me. It, God, and that restores me to a good standing with God. Now God sees me as good because I'm seen as 
Jesus is, so am I. It says, yes, 29. Yeah, so 29 says, yes, God does these things again and again for people. He rescues them from the grave so they may enjoy the light of life. Wow. So, Mark this well. Yeah. So I just wanted to, to just close with saying that, you know, in, or, in order to, to receive that healthy body of the baby, the skin of the baby, you got to know who ransomed you. Amen. Well, this is milk. Milk. We're, we're, you know, this is the basics. This is the... We see it in the Old Testament. Yeah. Salvation right. is there. And it's beautiful because yeah. God is a just God. And so, so while the book of Job is, is very long and there's lots of opinions from humans, this to me is the, just the best part of Job. You know, even when he gets restored at the end, but this is like the the wisdom God gives you in dreams. He he ransoms you. It just it's wonderful. Well, since we're in Book of Job, I might as well add um, Job twenty eight twenty eight, which is uh-huh. easy to remember. Uh-huh. It says, <laughs> "What is wisdom?" And no, you know, it's comparing wisdom to uh, looking for gold and moving mountains, mm-hmm. treasures, and, and silver and ore. And it says, you know, well, wait a minute. How about wisdom? Well, why isn't anybody looking for wisdom, right. which is more valuable than gold and silver than these things? Rubies. Is that then he saw wisdom and he evaluated 27, 28, 28. He set it in place and examined it thoroughly. And this is what he says to all humanity. The fear of the Lord is true wisdom. To forsake evil is real, real understanding. understanding. Amen. Now the fear of the Lord is, is when I'm disconnected with my Father in heaven, I have feared. Right. When right. he's not hearing my prayers, I have feared right. that I have broken that relationship. Now that's, that's a healthy fear. Mm-hmm. And, and then he says, that's true wisdom. To know that you have your your you want to be hooked with your father, that's true wisdom. And of course I don't wanna mess with evil. That's my understanding because it will break my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So those two kind of yeah. uh, give life to each other. E- you know, evil is real under forsake evil is real understanding. The fear of the Lord is true wisdom. Amen. That's beautiful. So he's the creator and this is the way he did the He's the boss. These are his rules. And this is the way we stay healthy. We, you know, it keeps us without pride. Yeah. It humbles us. In, yeah. in need. We need his connection so that he keeps us humble. Yeah. We, need, we need to be worshiping and praising him for our own good. Amen. Amen. Because, uh, you know, uh, ego uh, and pride sit in yes. so easily. Yes, it's easy. It's a pride, lifetime especially. of learning, you know. I get... You know, and I can see myself where I was i was either humble or prideful. Some people I can't be humble. Mm-hmm. You know, they put up a, a pride and I put up a pride and we're hitting each other. And then other people, they don't—they come in with no pride and I relax my humbleness. So that's yeah. my, my understanding. Yeah, I could tell when I was in the workplace and I had a lot of pride, you know. Not so much in the humble part. I didn't want to draw attention to myself and be seen as, you know, a really... Um, you know, I did, like, an example, what I, the, the president of the company would go through the halls, I, I would run to avoid him. So, um, 
but I could see pride oh, where I had because pride. You don't want to mess up your your progress, right? No, I didn't want to even. I, I didn't want him to know who I, I was. I understand. Don't I understand. know who I, I. I. You don't need to know. I, I that's one of the reasons. I don't I'll like do the work, but don't know me. You don't go to night meetings because I may say the wrong thing. My pride may kick in. Yeah. I like to so, go to morning meetings and I'm burned out in the afternoon. But as a manager, I had pride where I was like very, you know, just. Yeah. Hardcore, yeah. you know, do which this. Is, which is a tool, right? There's a tool to move forward, the company. You gotta see yeah. yourself as uh yeah. able. Thank God. Gets out of hand. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> let's go on. Okay, my turn. Your turn, Nando. Can I give <laughs> Sorry, that was a lot there. You, you wanna read the thing, you don't just read it, you book on. Okay, <laughs> today's scripture is reading in Second Corinthians three, one through eighteen. And uh, mind you, we're reading from the 365-day Bible, uh, New Living Translation, and it reads Old Testament, New Testament, a little bit of Psalms, and a couple of verses in Proverbs. And it's got some uh, teachings. I'm going to go ahead and read the teaching for right now, and then we'll read the contents from chapter 3, 1 through 18, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians is based on 3, 15, and 18. Paul... <laughs> Paul recalled the stone tablets on which God had written the Old Covenant. The Old Written Covenant ends in death, which means that trying to be saved by keeping the Old Testament laws is a misuse of its purpose, 2 Corinthians 3.6. The people were not made right with God by keeping God's law. They were made right by trusting Him to shape them through it like a tool. With the new covenant, the Holy Spirit gives new life to all who believe in Christ. He is working from within. Unlike the old covenants, this is what God promised. I will put my instructions deep within them, and I will write them on their hearts. Jeremiah 31:33. I will take away their stony, stubborn heart and give them a tender, responsive heart. Ezekiel 11:19. Today, the Old Covenant and the New Covenant work together. God's law in the Old Testament still points out sin and shows us what obedience should involve. While well, God's Spirit works within us, giving you the desire and the power, mind you, the power to do what pleases Him, Philippians 2.13. We don't discard God's law. They are the revelations of God. But live by God's Spirit in the light, trusting Him by responding to His guidance. Amen. Signs and wonders. 2 Corinthians 3, 1-18 Are we, Paul and his co-workers, beginning to praise ourselves again? Are we like others who need to bring your letters of recommendation or who ask you to write such letters on their behalf? Surely not. The only letter of recommendation we need is your is you yourself your lives are a letter written in our hearts everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you clearly you are a letter from christ showing the result of our ministry among you this letter is written not with pen and ink but with the spirit of the living god it is carved not on our tablets of stone but on human hearts we are confident of all this because of our great trust in God through Christ. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. He has enabled us to be ministers of His new covenant. 
This is a covenant not of written laws, but of the Spirit. The old written covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the Spirit gives life. The old way, with laws etched in stone, lead to death, though it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face. For his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. Shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way, now that the Holy Spirit is giving us life? And the old way, which brings condemnation, was glorious. How much more glorious is the new way, which makes us right with God? In fact, the first glory was not glorious at all compared with the overwhelming glory of the new day. So new way. the old way, which has been replaced, was glorious. How much more glorious is the new, which remains forever? Since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. We are not like Moses, who put a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory, even though it was destined to fade away. But the people's minds were hardened to this day whenever the Old Covenant is being read. The same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Beautiful Lord. Yes, even today when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil and they do not understand. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is turned away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Amen. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Oh, amen and amen. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. The light of light of Jesus Christ is in our hearts. Amen. And it's glorified by signs and wonders. Period. And, and it's beautiful because uh, when we go to AA, we got changed hearts of people. Of our, the work uh -huh. that the Lord is going in. Someone changed our hearts with the message of uh, salvation. Mm. And we're changing people's hearts uh -huh. with the message of salvation. And that's our written testimony. Epistles. Yeah. Uh, I like it says there. It says that um, our qualification, com qualification comes from God. He's enabled us to be ministers of this new covenant. And this is a covenant not of written laws, but of the Spirit. So, um, you know, we're called to be ministers of the word, really. You know, Christina, she's driving in her Uber. She's ministering to people. And, um, Amen. But we qualify. That's a, that's a good word right there. We qualify. Jesus qualifies. Yes. Amen. We, we qualify because of Jesus. To be ministers, of, to be conduits, to be... Uh, Amen. To open our hearts and, journal, and give people compassion like Amen. God does, right? So we want signs and wonders. We want to know yeah. that, you know, our, we're asking God to back us up with His Word, with Amen. signs with, and wonders, with like power. He promised mm -hmm. us, you know. Mm -hmm. We're not here the yokies, you no, know. We're, we're not playing around, you know. We're dedicating our lives to them. Yeah, but I like I like the way he puts it. This is, he says, shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way now that the Holy Spirit is giving life? 
if the old way which brings condemnation was glorious, it says how much more glorious is the new way which makes us right with God. In fact, the first glory was not glorious at all compared to the overwhelming glory of the new way. Amen. Overwhelming glory. So tell me, how does that work on position, overwhelming glory position? <clears throat> how does that work on position? Wow, there's just, we go, I think he explains it really good at the end there. He says, we go from glory to glory. It just keeps expanding much more than from the old covenant. To understanding, yes, right? from wisdom to, to convince, wisdom. Convince, right. wisdom to wisdom. Yeah, your words have weight when you speak it. When you walk in a grocery store and God opens the door to encourage somebody and they receive the words because they're ripe for the harvest. Well, you know what's going on in their lives and you're, you're at the right place. Words the right of wisdom. Time. There again, you bring up the, the book of Job. Laying I mean, hands I mean, on the uh, sick. Jabez. Yeah, yes. The prayer of Jabez. Yes. I call it like the two-minute sermon yeah. where you can hit a home run. Hit a home. You know, it's it's very interesting when it talks about the veil. It said those who believe in Christ, when someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken off. It's Christ that takes the veil off. You know, you might believe in God, but what about his son, Jesus? That's a beautiful point. What about his son Jesus? You know, um, you're not giving Jesus the honor that he deserves or what he did at the cross. Revelation 3:20. Yeah. And I I remember when he knocked on my door, mm. and I was I was talking to God a lot. Then God mm -hmm. told me basically nine months into AA, he said, "Now I have something to ask you. I have my son. Will you accept his death on the cross?" Wow. You know, wow. You, you know, I said, you're asking, I'm answering all, I already showed you signs and wonders already. Now I have a request for you. Wow. To accept him completely. Beautiful. And I accepted him completely and I dropped all my santos and my Good. Santa Maria's and all this stuff. And Guadalupe's and all this okay. confusion. Right. You, you know, it's, it's. I like what it says is, but the people's minds were hardened, and to this day, whenever the old covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. You know, um, it said, and, and it's very clear, and this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Amen. So, um, yeah, that's for the, yeah, that's for the, that's the completion, the completion of yeah. the. You know, when I don't glorify, when I, like a good example, what we watch on TV, when they start uncovering the law and the commandments, most of the things we watch don't do that. But, you know, in churches today, I'm sure that exists where it's mostly the Ten Commandments stuff. People's, the veil, they can't see or understand. How sad. Um, and, but this is my one of my favorite scriptures too, babies, because you, you sent me a little birthday card or something. You said, um... For the Spirit, for the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You sent me that. Hey Amen. Wow, you remember that? Yeah. Okay, praying the Psalms. This is based on Psalm 43, 1 through 5. Okay. It says, Rejoice that God declares you innocent and okay. makes you fit to enter His presence. Rejoice in that fact. And look, there's again a, a declaration in the Old Testament of, of, of being born again. 
Declare me innocent, O God. Defend me against those ungodly people. Rescue me from those unjust liars. For you are God, my only safe haven. Why have you tossed me aside? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, for the place where you live. There I will go to the altar of God, to God, the source of all my joy. Man. I will praise you with my harp and my guitar, O God, my God. When, what, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. Yes, I will praise Him again and again, my Savior and my God. Amen. Proverbs 22, 8 and 9. Those who plant injustice will harvest disaster. Those who plant injustice will harvest disaster, and their reign of terror will come to an end. Blessed are those who are generous because they feed the poor. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you.